Here we are Saturday morning, June 4th, 2020. Yeah, it's another one of these. <laughs> My name is Mike. This is the FBTV Saturday morning video podcast. Normally live streamed on YouTube, but today not so much. The video is going to be available. The podcast is available. But this podcast is pre-recorded. The reason is I'm out of town this weekend. And hopefully next week we'll have some video of showing you what was going on. We're, yeah, we're taking the uh, FBTV Tatoa RV out this weekend. First test run, the official one anyway. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we are going to be testing out some video gear, audio gear. Just getting everything in line and hopes it'll, hopefully we'll be able to uh, maybe do a podcast. Maybe even a morning coffee. Uh, from out there on the road. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say morning coffee, every Monday through Friday morning, 6 a.m. Central Time, YouTube and podcast, you can spend a few minutes with me. It's morning coffee with Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A. I always say that it, it, uh, because I usually am saying the website right after. But morning coffee with Tautoa, we get together for a few minutes every Monday through Friday morning. We talk about things related to the transportation industry. And we just started that this month, first of the month, last week. So uh, got one coming up Monday. Monday, I believe the topic will be getting your freight broker authority. We're going to be talking about that. So check that out. All right. The, uh, well, it's June 4th, Saturday. Today is Drawing Day. Artist Drawing. Get the idea? Black Bear Day. Cheese Day. Now, Black Bear Day. Yeah, the bears are waking up right now, at least in my part of the world. They are coming out of hibernation. We got black bears here all over the place. And they, they've been found here in town. Now, Fort Smith, where I'm at, it's not a small city, but... Uh, we do have some wooded areas, but these black bears, uh, one was uh, spotted in somebody's backyard. Well, one of the ring doorbells spotted them, actually. But that was uh, pretty pretty wild for the simple reason we're a very populated area. It's not like we're a small town. Now, in small towns all over the area, yeah, they get black bear sightings all the time, but this is rare. Now, I used to do some wildlife photography back in the day <clears throat> and I would go out to the woods hoping to get a picture of a black bear no matter how many times I tried no matter what I did it just I didn't see a bear to save my life couldn't find one to save my life maybe that's a good thing you know it kills me when people aren't looking for a bear they just show up <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is, right? All right, now, fuel prices. Isn't this a kick in the rear? Diesel's down a whole three cents a gallon this week. 553 gasoline's up three cents a gallon, 462. Will it ever end? Somebody's got to do something, you know? 
FBTV on Saturday mornings, obviously it's Q&A day. We got some uh, questions and answers coming up for you here in a little bit, ranging from, uh, hold on, I'll tell you. Now we got an owner-operator, a broker, two brokers. These are pretty good questions today, pretty in-depth. But anyway, we'll get to those here today. All right, having to check emails and things of that nature, all kinds of things coming in. Well, sometimes a client, they email, and I've got to be able to get back to them. If you don't know, I'm the uh, lead consultant for Tautoa. Tautoa is a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We have packages available that in, include in-depth training for for trucking companies, uh, those starting their own freight brokerage. Maybe if you're wanting to start out as a freight broker agent, my recommendation, check us out. We've got all kinds of packages available. No experience needed. Matter of fact, when you have completed training, yeah, you can enter our mentorship program. Basically, that's guaranteed placement, so you can begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent, so you can start building a book of business, start getting experience. When you exit the mentorship program, then you move into the consulting part of your package. The consulting, that provides you pretty much unlimited support, access, recommendations, consult calls, conference calls, whatever it might be. So uh, you can check all that out at uh, our website, Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Speaking of Tautoa, you know, I don't think I ever finished telling you about the morning coffee with Tautoa. Yeah, the uh, you'll, you'll find the podcast. Just do a search for morning coffee with Tautoa on YouTube if you want to watch morning coffee with Tautoa with moi as your host. Yeah, go to YouTube. Do a search for uh, Tautoa. You'll, you'll find it, our channel. I believe you can find it, too, by going to youtube.com forward slash Tautoa. All right, question of the day. Today's impossible question. If you're average, you have more than five. One, two, three, four, five. Five of these. What is it? What are they? We'll get that. Hopefully I'll remember <laughs> to uh, give the answer. Today's birthdays. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday. Back in uh, 470 B.C., Socrates, it is said to have been born. Dennis Weaver, born on this day back in 1924. Chester of Gunsmoke. McLeod. Bruce Dern. Man, you know, he's still alive and kicking, 86. He was born on this day back in 1936, but legendary, legendary. Back in the 60s and 70s, if there was a show on TV, he was usually playing the bad guy. You'd see him a lot in uh, westerns, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, stuff like that. Parker Stevenson. Boy, it's hard to believe this guy's 70. He was in Baywatch, Hardy Boys. Man, he was a heartthrob back in the day. I remember when I was young and all the girls just, couldn't get enough of Parker, but anyway. Angelina Jolie, she's having a birthday today. She is uh, 47, born on this day back in 1975. Back in uh, 1886, Henry Ford drove the first built car down Begley Street in Detroit. I think it was called the quad, quad, Quadricycle, something like that. Anyway, 1957, the first commercial coal pipeline is placed in operation. 
1911 gold was discovered in Alaska's Indian Creek. Yeah, I know it's North Pole, but I got to bring up Yukon Cornelius if we're talking gold. <laughs> in a cold spot with a lot of snow, you, you've got to remember Yukon Cornelius. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And on this date, back in 1967, <clears throat> some of some of us remember watching this show. The Monkeys TV show wins an Emmy for an outstanding comedy series. <clears throat> I watched it. It was cool at the time. Emmy worthy? Eh, I don't know about that. Anyway, the history of the Monkeys and the TV show is pretty interesting. You, If you don't know the history and you're into that kind of thing, history part of it anyway, check it out. There's uh, plenty of stuff up there on YouTube. New FBTV podcast mug is available. Let me uh, kind of give you an idea. There it is right there. It's available. You can uh, find that on the Freight Broker TV website. Whoop, let me take that down. That doesn't need to be there. There it is. That's the uh, full 360 of the uh, mug. Anyway, it's pretty nice. Got one myself, so might want to uh, check that out. You can go to FreightBrokerTV.com and order it from uh, there. All right, what's happening in transportation? Transportation news. Well, New York did something nice. Suspended gas tax for six months. This is gas. I would almost bet you a nickel to a donut. It does not include diesel because this specifically says gas. New York to temporarily, temporarily lift the 16 cent a gallon fuel tax for six months as the uh, summer driving season kicks off, kicks off <clears throat> with uh, record high pump prices. Suspending the 16 cents a gallon fuel tax for six, too many sixes in there, sixes and cents. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's going to let New Yorkers off the hook for 585 million bucks. That's according to what they expect to not acquire since the. Uh, Tax won't be happening. The bill also gives localities the option of waiving their local state taxes. Hmm, wonder if that will happen, you think? That would equate to more savings. Uh, what else? Arizona law enforcement completed 657 CMV inspections during the road check last month, 72-hour road check, found 1,891 violations. I saw some of these violations. Yeah, they should have got two for some of the violations I saw. You know, instead of getting one violation, uh, people were using zip ties to keep their trucks together. What's going on with that? <laughs> I mean, come on. Heartland Express has bought Smith Transport. The black truck, Smith Plant. I have the same one I'm thinking of, Smith Transport on the sign. In gold letters, whatever. It's first time uh, Heartland's did any acquisition since it bought Mills Transfer in August 2019. It said that Heartland paid $170 million, all the equity, in Smith and related companies. So, there we go. All right, where are we? Okay, we, we, uh, we do Q&As every Saturday morning. We do two podcasts a week, one on Wednesday and then this one on Saturday. 
the Saturday, uh, it's it's your questions, our answers. If you have any questions you'd like to submit, feel free to do so. You can do that by emailing them to fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Plenty of forums on the website. If you wish to uh, submit that way, go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. Fill out a form, submit. You can even Skype your question to us. Just open up your Skype and do a search for FBTV. And keep in mind, too, if you want to call using your Skype to us at FBTV, you can leave an audio message, and uh, we'll get it. Don't be surprised if you hear it, though, during a future podcast. But anyway, all kinds of uh, ways to uh, get that information to us. All right, Carol, uh, she writes in, I'm an owner-operator, and occasionally I'll get a load from a broker and find that it's not as the broker described. Hmm. Go figure. Such as uh, load time, delivery time, sometimes wait, driver assist, it goes on. Why Why doesn't the broker have the correct, the correct information when brokering me the load? Carol, that's a good question. You know, when I was driving, that used to happen to me all the time, too. Or not all the time, but more times than not, whenever I had a broker load, I'd, my dispatcher would say, okay, call, call the broker for dispatch. I called the broker, and I think I went over one of the loads here a while back that I did going to Walmart distribution center where I was lied to. The broker told me it was no, you know, no touch, and I knew it was going to be. But anyway, why do brokers do that? Well, I, I, Carol, this may be surprising. <laughs> I don't know why. Because every broker, 99.9% of the time, when something like this occurs, the broker knew the information before they gave you the loan. They just didn't tell you. There is that rare, rare, very rare occasion that it just got screwed up. The shipper didn't tell the broker that the broker had no way to tell you or something happened you know between the time you were told about the load and the load you know got delivered or picked up or whatever uh, however should the broker find out any information that changes things they should automatically call you a lot of brokers i just tell you a lot of brokers they get so caught up and wanting to make money from moving a load, they feel like they've they've got to withhold information, maybe bend the information a little bit. We've all heard of trucker stories, well, dispatch story or broker stories as well, huh? And why they do it, I don't know. I, I used to work with the guy. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of my history. There, there was a time I was a broker agent for uh, a while. And decided well, I got an offer from a freight brokerage to come to work for them direct. As an employee. And at the time, it, you know, it sounded like a good idea. I didn't last long, three months, because it was driving me up the wall. Because, I, yeah, I was making a salary, didn't have to worry about it. If I didn't move any loads this week, didn't matter. I had a paycheck coming. You know, that kind of deal. That was what enticed me. But after three months of it, adding up 
what my commissions would have been as compared to what I got paid as a salary, I had had enough. I, I lost like $10,000 by being an employee instead of an agent. Any good salesperson, I don't care what they sell. And whenever they go to check on a job, they want to know what the commission is. Hey, if there's additional pay that goes with it, that's fine. But any salesperson that's worth their weight in salt wants commission, period. Matter of fact, years ago, at a very large brokerage company, contact us at Tautoa. And I got to throw this in since I said Tautoa. <laughs> if you looking to get into the industry as a freight broker, freight broker agent, even if you're a trucking company wanting to start your own brokerage, check us out, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Guaranteed placement. So uh, check that out. But anyway, uh, back to my story. I had a, a guy who was working at that company with me. He sat across the uh, well room from me. And I'd hear him. He would flat out pretty much lie about every load he put on a truck. And that just blew me away. Totally blew me away. I could not, for the life of me, understand why anybody would want to lie about a load. Any details or whatever, because you know, you just know, as soon as that lie leaves your mouth, you know within a day, two days, three days, whatever, in just a matter of hours, that lie is going to come back and bite you. The phone's going to ring. It's going to be the trucking company or somebody on the other end that ain't too happy and you've got to deal with it. What do you do? Why, why do you why do you want to make the stress that hard? Why do you want to get a reputation like that to where, you know, people don't want to work with you, you burn bridges? And today it's so easy to burn a bridge and, you know, trucking companies and brokers can post information about you or how you did your job or whatever and it's just ridiculous and I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of that because sometimes things get you know uh, well we can can you say Amber Heard <laughs> you know you've been keeping up with that that's that was nutty glad it's over glad it's over it, it, they, they both ought to be embarrassed that is what it is but anyway Never understood why a broker did that. But, Carol, getting back to your question, generally a broker knows. The broker knows. If they don't, they're not doing their job. A broker should know everything about that load, period. They should know the right questions to ask. If it's a flatbed load, does it need to be tarped? If it's a drive-in load, depending on what the commodity is, is it a lumper load? Does it need to be a driver assist? Is there... Any special securement, same thing with the refrigerator load, things like that. If it's going to a grocery warehouse, is there a pallet exchange? You know, think, yeah. you know, lumpers, there are lumpers. A broker should know this stuff. A broker should know when the load can deliver. Now, more times than not, and we, we even train uh, this to our clients, unless it's a definite hard appointment time for delivery, we instruct our clients to put call, C-A-L-L, for delivery time that that the way uh, that forces the trucking company call the receiver of the load 
and get a time that they can deliver. So that way there's no middleman there. That, you know, that should be something between the trucking company and the receiver of the loan. Loading hours, we generally know. More times than not, a customer working with a broker, they're going to give them a window. You know, it might be 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., first come, first serve. But the thing is, we will know that. Okay. So why do they lie? I have no idea. No idea. There's no reason to do that. And like I said, there's there's a small percentage of the time that things just foul up. I had one load one time where the customer, it had one stop on the load and while the truck was getting loaded they added a second stop that wasn't going to fly they can't do that that's wrong you, you see what i'm saying you know they were trying to sneak it in that's the only time i had a customer i i really don't think that the customer was trying to be sneaky i think it just happened you know it's just one of those things it's it's trucking things happen but the carrier they couldn't do the extra stop it's just you know it's taking them too far out they were that a reason to get to the destination where that of uh, that load and the quicker, the better. And, and they fell off of it. Okay, so anyway. Carol, I hope that answers your question. Hope that helps you out. Who knows? Who knows why? There's really nothing you can do because no matter what questions you ask the broker, if he's not being honest with you, you're never going to know. You know, so keep that in mind. All right. Moving on. Brian. Okay, this is a. Now, I see what's going on. He, he's a broker. Brian says, I'm a broker, and I booked a load with the company that called me, called about my load. The, quote, dispatcher, unquote, <laughs> noticed I was a new brokerage and asked what my payment terms were. I told him I usually send a check once I have assigned POD or bill of lading. You know, POD is, if you don't know, it's proof of delivery. Okay. Anyway, he says, uh, I will uh, usually send out a check once I have a signed POD, but since my company is new, I'm willing to do half on pickup and half on delivery. So he signs me a signed BOL, POD. I, I confirmed with the shipper that the truck was loaded, and I sent the guy half the payment as agreed. Now, when I started trying to call the driver, this is when I found out that I had been double brokered. Uh -oh. How can I protect myself from uh, this type of thing happening in the future? Uh, that's a good question, Brian. First off, let's go back to your uh, advances, willing to do half on pickup, half on delivery. My recommendation is no more than 40% on pickup. I mean, if you got to go 50, I mean, I understand your news. You may be forced to go 50, but my recommendation is always for a new broker yeah, you know, if they're, if they're not wanting to haul your load because you're too new, give them a 40% no-fee advance or a no-fee quick pay. Now, you know, later on you'll be able to uh, start charging for those, but, you know, to the carrier and you develop a relationship, you know, that, that no-fee quick pay will suffice be able to talk them into it. Now, your question's about double brokering. You, you got double brokered uh, by a broker uh, that was representing themselves to be a trucking company. Otherwise, you would have known. So, you got the paperwork in hand. If, uh, you did your due diligence. Maybe. There's something here that tells me maybe you didn't do the due diligence all the way. 
But that's besides the point. You were double brokered. How do you protect yourself? Well, it goes back to your due diligence. We did a uh, video on this a while back. You may want to go back on our YouTube channel and look it up. But uh, carrier setup. All right. Now, when you do a carrier setup as a broker, you should be going to the FMCSA website, SaferWeb. I know the load boards and things like that have a link you can click on and they're connected to the FMCSA website, so the information displays, you know, through their load board. But my, go to the horse's mouth. Go straight to the FMCSA website. What is it? FMCS, safer.fmcsa.dot.gov, I believe. You can do a search for it. You'll find it. SaferWeb. There you'll be able to put in the uh, MC number of the trucking company. So you're talking to this guy that was representing himself to be a dispatcher from that trucking company. That's why you've. Well, that's why I'm assuming you got dispatcher. In quotes. But he was actually. A broker getting your load to double broker it to another trucking company. So. Now I'm going to stop right here. A lot of people say that double brokering is illegal. It's not. Okay, you can be. It's fraudulent doing it this way. This could be considered fraudulent, but double brokering is not illegal. But actually, that falls under the term co-brokering, where both brokers, they have a contract with each other. One usually has the load. The other one's getting the truck. They split the commission. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Back to SaferWeb. You will go to SaferWeb, put in the MC number for the carrier. You'll pull up their company snapshot. That first section in the company snapshot is the generic, the general information for that carrier. You should call the number, the phone number for that trucking company. Call it. Verify that they have, you know, that they have whoever the dis, this dispatcher we're talking to, to. Verify that they work for that company. You see what I'm saying? Verify. The other thing you can do that now, that the only time you're going to catch this is you're going to know the. The guy that's represented himself as a dispatcher, if he's using that company's paperwork and that company don't know about it, you're going to know his name. You know, hey, I'm just calling to verify. Is Bill work for you all in dispatch? You see, authorized to get loads for your trucks. And if they say, who's Bill? Well, you, you know you got a problem. The other thing you can do is uh, tell your customer the name on the door. Just tell them, name on the door of the truck picking up the load is XYZ Trucking or whoever it might be. And tell them that if it's if another truck shows up to pick up that load and it doesn't say XYZ Trucking on the door, don't load them. Tell them they should call you. <clears throat> now, in your broker-carrier agreement... <clears throat> It states in there, or should anyway, that your loads may not be double brokered, period. So once you find that, well, okay, your, your customer calls you, and they say, hey, there's a truck here to pick up the load, but it's not, it's not from the trucking company you told me should be picking up the load. What do you want me to do? Ask them to put the driver on the phone. 
Ask the driver when he gets on the phone, hey, who do, who do you drive for? <clears throat> Get their dispatcher information. Phone number. Thanks, we got some paperwork issues. We had it worked out. As soon as we do, we'll get you loaded, and you're off the phone. Call that dispatcher at the trucking company of the truck that is there to pick up the load. When you get the dispatcher on the phone, let him know. Identify yourself, your brokerage, let him know that the load they're there to pick up is actually your load. And you have caught somebody trying to double broker the load. Unfortunately, they are a victim of a double brokered load, unauthorized double brokered load. And let them know that uh, you do not allow your loads to be double brokered. However, if they would like to still haul the load, stay under the load, you're happy to do that. They'll just need to set up direct with you. <clears throat> and offer, that, offer to pay that carrier the same amount of money that you were going to pay that other broker or who you thought was the trucking company. And the reason you want to keep it, you know, the same amount of money is because it has to be more <laughs> than what that second broker was paying the truck. Otherwise, why bro double broker it? You see what I mean? Now, if this trucking company hesitates, if they hesitate for one hair of a second, let them go. Hey, thanks, no problem. You know, we'll get another carrier. You know, if they hear, well, I've been, you know, I've been working with that guy, old Jim over there for a long time. I hate to do him dirt. Anything like that, let them go. Their loyalty is with that other other guy that's double brokering, okay? It shouldn't be that kind of... I mean, loyalty's loyalty. But once they find out that old Jim Bob over there is double brokering the load, they shouldn't be none too happy about it. See what I mean? But my point is, let them go, because you if you don't, if you go ahead and load that truck, it could turn into a hostage situation to where they're... Once they get loaded, hey, you get a phone call, if... Till you pay old Jim Bob over there that full amount, we're not going to deliver this load. And you don't need that. You see what I mean? That trucking company, once they found out the load was double brokered, they should have got ticked off, to be honest about it. But anyway, Brian, I hope that helps you out. Again, if you got any questions, feel free to call me at Taltoa, 479-668-0838. All right. Last up on the Q&A on this Saturday, June the 4th, 20. 22. Can you believe it's 2022? Jeez. But he says, I started my own brokerage in January of 2021, so he's been in business for about 18 months. And I really don't know if I'm moving in the right direction. When I first started out, when I first started out, I really didn't know anything about the freight industry, never worked a single day as a dispatcher or anything related to logistics. Never been in sales, so Pretty much, long story short, I had to work my way up. I had to learn from scratch. I get, I get it, buddy. Man, that's why I started. I don't recommend that for anybody. Do not recommend it to anyone. And the reason I don't is everything. You're going to learn everything you could learn in training by doing it that way. But it's going to take a lot longer to learn it. You, you see what I'm getting at? Uh, we'll get to this in a minute. But anyway, had to work my way up and learn things on my own. Now I have four well-established customers. And gross two hundred thousand dollars my first year. Problem is I don't know if my if my progress is good, bad. I you know I just don't know. Can you give me an idea of how I'm doing? This goes back, Brian. Yes, I, I or buddy rather. Yes, I can. I can. I first spot on. Yes, you're you're doing excellent. Two hundred thousand dollars. 
first year brokering is excellent. Now, I know there's people out there going, man, $200,000 first year, then, you know, not not really that good. Yes, it is. You got to take into consideration, buddy here, self-trained. It may have took him seven or eight months to learn what he would have learned if he would have got trained to be a broker prior to starting his own brokerage because then he could have hit the ground running. He would he would have avoided mistakes. His time could have been spent on, you know, making money, doing things the right way instead of learning it as he went. Not knocking him, hey, good job. Thing is, you, you've built the business up to $200,000 in your first year. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. You can only grow from here because now you've got through that first year. You've made the mistakes. You've gained the knowledge. You know what's what. See what I mean? You've got a handle on it. Now you can focus on being profitable. My one thing I will tell you, you have four well-established customers. Whenever I, I would call those your budget customers. That, those customers are paying the bills. And hopefully you have a lot more customers out there that are throwing loads at you here and there. You're probably posting them. If somebody calls you to move a load, you know, you, you're making a little bit of money, gravy money off those loads. But you've got to develop some more well-established customers. Now, what's going to happen here, buddy, is you've developed relationships with those customers. That's why they're established. They like you. They like working with you. They feel safe with you. They know you're protecting them, that uh, you give good customer service. You're, you're watching their back. A lot of people don't get this. These people in shipping that are making loads available to you, you know, they're responsible for getting trucks into their company to pick up their customer's orders, get them at the door, and deliver to their customer. A lot of people don't realize or don't think about it. Hey, if there's a mistake, that guy or gal could be fired you see what I mean if they make a mistake on a low confirmation or something like that and you, you don't you're, you're not giving good customer service to protect them shoot and there's a problem it could fall back on that person you've developed that relationship with and uh, next thing you know you're working with somebody else that maybe don't like you maybe they got their own people they don't want to use you Maybe they know that uh, you didn't catch whatever mistake the previous guy did to get fired, and they're leery of you protecting them. You gotta have your you gotta have your customers back. I know I, I get people to come to me and they say, "Well, wait a minute." They send me the uh, low confirmation. I just gave the carrier the information they gave me. It's, it shouldn't just fall anything fall back on my customer if there's financial issues. Yeah, it's going to fall back, but that's what I'm talking about. It's going to get your that person in shipping you got a relationship with. It's going to get them fired, or it could. You you got to protect them. Once you have a relationship with somebody in shipping, as a broker, and they know they can trust you, that you give great customer service, that you're constantly watching their back, you're protecting them. They're going to want to use you over and over and over again because they feel safe. They feel protected. They're going to start calling you with more loads, better loads. They're going to want to work with you more. 
So, Betty, you need to get out there and, and develop some more customers. How do you do it? I know nobody likes making those sales calls, but do it. One way you could do it, you, you can check, I'm sure you've already done it, is uh, these customers, now that they're well-established, they may have locations or facilities in different parts of the country. If they do, ask your shipper. Hey, listen, I see you got locations all over the country. I like to start calling them, see if I can help them with their loads. More times than not, uh, that person you're working with that you're established with, they'll, they'll give you some inside information. Yeah, I'll talk to Joe over here or you know Betty Lou over there or whatever. That will help get you in the door. Okay, so take it. Run with it. But yes, Betty, you're doing an excellent job. You should be very, very proud of yourself. You did two hundred thousand dollars your first year. I would, ex I, I would assume and expect you to do double or even triple that your second year, because now you got the ball rolling. Getting that ball rolling, getting through that startup period—that's the hard part. And when I'm working with my clients at Taltoa, you know that's why I'm always, you know, impressing on them is the startup period bites. Nobody likes the startup period. You'll look back on it with fondness because that's where you got the ball rolling. Man, getting that ball rolling, it takes time. It takes effort. you got to be committed. you got to be an entrepreneur. You've got to be a winner. you got to have that fire in your belly where nothing's going to stop you. You're going to do what it takes to be successful and move forward. All right. Oh, that was good. All right. Today's impossible question. Let me give you an answer before we, we, we shut everything down this morning. Uh, if, you're an, if you're average... The, today's impossible question. If you're average, you have more than five of these. What are they? You ready for this? What do you think? What do you think? Five pairs of jeans. You have more than five of them. I got a closet full of them. <laughs> some I like more than the others. Some I had 20 years ago that I, I should get rid of. I'll never get into them again. But there's always that hope. There's always that hope. <laughs> All right. Next Saturday, I can't promise we'll be live, but there will be a podcast and a FBTV video, Q&A video anyway. Uh, this weekend at the, uh, well, we got the RV camper, the, the Tautua camper out. Hopefully I have some footage of that for you uh, coming up in a future podcast. Next weekend might be a fishing weekend. We'll just have to wait and see, but uh, don't fret. FBTV video podcast, your Q&As, will be here next Saturday. just won't be live, but it'll be available at 9 a.m. on YouTube, as well as if you want to hear the podcast, it will be available as at uh, 9 a.m. as well. So, all right. Hey, go have a great weekend, unless, of course, you've made other plans, and we will talk soon. <music>